this is our first session now on Ephesians 2, 19 to 22, which is the great climax here from the verses that have gone before 11 through 18, all about the mystery that the nations, the Gentiles, which were once strangers and aliens from the people of God, are no more. Therefore, then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So, Father, as we focus on these initial words of amazing transformation to alien status and stranger status to being fellow citizens and members of the household of God, especially remind us who are not Jewish ethnically what a wonder, what a stunning privilege it is to have been made fellow heirs with the very saved remnant of Israel, the people of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. In his name I pray. Amen. So, in order to feel the force of this, let's go back and remember. Here's how the passage began. Remember that at one time, you Gentiles, that's most of us who are looking at this right now, you Gentiles, remember that you were at that time, and then five things, separated from the Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was our condition. We were not part of God's people. And now, because of this awesome passage that we spent, what, six or seven sessions on in verses 14 to 18, he can now say, therefore, because of verses 14 to 18 and all the work that Christ the Messiah did to make us part of the Messiah, we can now say, you Gentiles are no longer strangers. Once you were strangers, back here in verse 12, strangers to covenants of promise. Once you were strangers, but no longer strangers. Once you were aliens. That is, once you didn't belong to this commonwealth, this citizenship of Israel, you had no rights of citizens in God's chosen people, but now you are no longer aliens. Rather, and then he gives two designations to sum it all up, you are fellow citizens. So that means, that's a reference to this word right here, commonwealth, citizenship, of Israel. You are this now. You are part of the commonwealth of Israel. This is what we so basically need to grasp as far as what the Bible teaches as how we become part of God's family, part of Israel. We become Israel. So 
Gentiles are fellow citizens in Israel. This has been reversed. And we are now with the saints. Now, don't confuse that. That doesn't mean, okay, there's this group of Christians called saints, and then there's uh, Gentiles who's come along later, and they are with the saints. So you got, you got God's people, and you got a group like here. Here's saints over here, and here's the, the Gentile believers. No, that's not what it is. When he says full fellow citizens with the saints, he means you're part of the saints. It's like, it's like there's an, a, a football team called the New Orleans Saints, and you happen to play for the Minnesota Vikings. But then something happens so that you switch teams, and now you're on the team and you are with the saints, which doesn't mean that you're on the team, but you're still a Viking. No, to be with the saints means I'm a saint. I'm part of that team. And that's exactly the way Paul thought about Christians. Remember verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints. That's all these Gentiles he's writing to, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. So. We are full fellow citizens now. We who were once strangers and aliens, we Gentiles, are full fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So everything is reversed. Once we were not in Christ, and now we are in the Messiah, in Christ. Being in Christ, we are part of the Messiah and thus have full fellow citizenship in Israel. In Israel, we belong or we have our beneficiaries of the covenants of promise. We're not strangers to them anymore. The promises count for us that are made to Israel. And we have now not no hope, but much hope. And we are not without God, but we are with God in Israel in the world. In fact, members of the household of God. And then he says, when he, when he mentions household, the imagery of a house, which will eventually be a temple here, the imagery of a house and our membership in a house and a household causes him to think of the imagery of being built. So we are built, the house is built on a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Now that's a new thought that he has begun. Why did he go there? Why didn't he just go straight from built on the foundation of Jesus Christ? Why did he say, built on the foundation of the apostles, which are human beings and prophets. Does that mean we're to think of the foundation as Jesus is one brick and Paul is another brick and there's some prophets who are another brick and Jesus just happened to be the main brick? That's not the way he's thinking. I don't think that's the way he's thinking. He came, he, 
he felt the need to say, okay, I have given you all of this teaching in verses 11 and 13 about how Gentiles are fellow heirs. And I've given you all this teaching in verses 14 to 18. And now I'm going to remind you all of that teaching is necessary for you to have become the household of God. If you didn't have that teaching, if you didn't know that truth, if you didn't know what Christ had done, you wouldn't be members of the household of God. And that teaching came to you through apostles and prophets. He's, he's right on the brink here of saying this more fully. Look at these words in the next chapter, just a few verses later. When you read this, so he's talking about revelation that comes in writing. When you read this, you can perceive my apostolic insight into the mystery of Christ, which you've got to see. You've got to know this in order to enjoy this for yourself, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. Same group. So this came by revelation, this mystery of Christ, which you learn believe and are folded into and become part of Israel was revealed to apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus. He hasn't left it behind in the next chapter. And the point, since he's about to make it, he says ahead of time, You are built on truth, namely revelation of a mystery. And the apostles have given you that. And Jesus Christ is the very foundation stone, cornerstone of that revelation. Christ is not part of the foundation and apostles part of the foundation. The apostles are a foundation only in that they declare the riches of Christ, who is the cornerstone. You can see it here in 1 Corinthians 3. According to the grace given to me, an apostle, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. So he could have said, in laying this foundation, I am in a sense a foundation, which is what he says in in, uh, Ephesians 2. But he says, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. How are they building upon it? They're building teaching upon it. So we are building on a foundation laid by the apostles. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, Jesus Christ. So in a sense, Jesus Christ is a unique foundation. Nobody can replace Jesus Christ. Nobody can stand alongside Jesus Christ as a foundation. But Paul does lay the foundation of Jesus Christ in his teaching, and in that sense is a foundation. Now, very practically, what that means for us today is that the apostolic writings, our New Testament, is a foundation insofar as it presents this mystery of Christ made known to the sons of men now, namely apostles and prophets, revealed 
to them. And that's the sense in which the apostles are a foundation. Jesus Christ being the cornerstone because it's the truth. It's the message. It's the glorious reality of Christ and his saving work that is the foundation of this household that makes them full fellow heirs of Christ. We cannot do without the apostles as foundation because they are the mediators, the revealers by the Spirit, and we cannot do without Jesus Christ, the cornerstone and the entire way of salvation by him. We're going to talk about prophets here in a separate session and then move on to this.